Welcome to Communion House Podcast with Pastor Moses Anderson, a ministry raised by God for the rebirth of the early church, with a strong commitment to seeing others rise and shine as in those days. Get ready for this timely teaching and encouraging word. You know, I thank God because I hear that against all resistance, we are here. And so it is very commendable to know that we are not just standing with the Lord when the wind isn't blowing, but we're standing even when the wind is blowing. Because if the wind does not blow, how then do we know that he is our shield and our buckler? How then do we know that he is indeed the stability of our times? And I'm just going to quickly, um, let's see how, do, how best do we approach this. Because... I want to do justice to what's been prophesied already. So help me God. You see, the Bible says that the young maidens or the maidens will prophesy. As I stood there, I knew my wife was prophesying because everything that she was saying was exactly what the Lord had prepared for me to teach on. And the Lord said to me, now you see the order. The prophecy comes forth. And then you come and teach and break it down. For the Holy Spirit says, help them to get me so they can receive me. If we get him, if we get what he is about, then we are better positioned to receive him in his fullness. So I will talk to us about the Holy Spirit today. But just so that you know a little bit more about some of the workings of the Holy Spirit amongst us. I want to first of all pray for us. I see many households represented here. Everybody here is from a household. Nobody here dropped out of the heavens. If you dropped out of the heavens, we'll send you back right now real quick. Okay? Because we know that only the Lord Jesus came from above. The rest of us, we came from here. And we came through families. And we are members of households. And so, as we represent households in this place, it is important for you to know what the will and the mind of God is concerning households. And one of the things that we're experiencing in our household, I want to share it with you today. And also pray that you begin to experience that in your household. We are beginning to experience the audible voice of God in our household, such that that which the Lord is saying to one is heard by the other. A couple of days ago, I was getting ready to go to my room to go to bed and the Holy Spirit said to me go and check on Ariel and do it quickly so I was like okay maybe I can be done charging my phone he says now and I'm like okay now so I, I, I went straight to her room and as soon as she heard the door open she was like oh I was like well uh, that's, that's not a very encouraging welcome I thought you were happy to see me she says I was expecting mom because it's my Bible study time. Because her mom would do Bible studies with her every night. My own Bible study is during the day. Whatever you say, I, I seize the opportunity to deliver the mind of God. And she said I was expecting, I said, well, your mom fell asleep because she's had a little bit of a battle with the ox that is in our house, the unicorn called William. Because he has the strength of a unicorn. So sometimes to get to go to sleep, sometimes it's a battle. He will fight sleep, roll off the bed and fall down and fight again so I saw the battle that my wife had gone through I said you know what can I, I can do the Bible study with you I said what are you studying 
she was like well we just finished studying about joseph and his brothers and so i took that book aside because these are various volumes of books so i set that one aside and then the next volume that was there was about samuel i was going to skip it but the holy spirit said to me i literally saw a finger on that book i said okay we're going to study samuel today and so we were reading the story of samuel and as we were going through, the Holy Spirit said to me, let her know the meaning of the places that are mentioned therein. It is critical. And so we were reading, and I told her the meaning of Shiloh. I said, this means a place of rest. I told her the meaning of, of Penina, a jewel. I told her the meaning of Hannah, grace. I told her the meaning of the names of the people as we were reading through the story. And every now and again, she will stop. And when she stops, I can tell that there, there is a demand in her spirit for more of that revelation. Then I was there standing by her bedside because she sleeps on the upper bunk and studies down. So it was almost like face to face. And we went through it. I was excited. I was delighted. And I said, as I was about to, as I closed the, the book, the Holy Spirit said to me, now read to her from the Bible. Because that other book was almost like a storybook. So I read to her from 1 Samuel, read about Anna's dedication. And we went through it. And then as I did that, the Holy Spirit said, this one more thing you shall say and leave her alone because that's as much as she can take. I heard that in my heart, that that is as much as she can take. And she said to me, she said, Dad, after this one, maybe we can stop for the day. I was like, I was going to. Unknown to me, as my wife was falling asleep, she knew how tired she had become and she remembered the Bible study and she was like I am just going to ask my husband to do it but before she could ask me she fell asleep but I heard of the Holy Spirit little did we know that Ariel's been thinking about making the decision about certain things that she does in that space called her room and the decision was not clear to her she didn't ask anybody until last night and when she brought it up last night I looked at her and I said to her remember Eli the priest and his sons I said what was the problem she says he didn't tell them that what they were doing was wrong and that the Lord was not happy with it I said so you know what to do she says absolutely and she went to her room let me tell you something if the voice of God is in your house it will right every wrong and it will fix every disobedience and I'm beginning to experience that in this household in our household we're experiencing that and I pray that you will experience the same in your household from the least to the greatest. As my wife was reading those scriptures today, even in the order that she read them from Psalms 29 to John 14, 26 to Jude chapter 1 verse 20. These were the things that the Lord had revealed to me concerning today's service. And he specifically said to me, it is time for my people to engage me because what I am saying to each one of them is unique. And that is the reason why each and every one of us, we need the Holy Spirit. And what we need more than ever before is not just fresh revelation, but what we need is the ministry of remembrance. We need to be brought to remembrance. Myself and, my, and Will, we were teasing each other this morning. Actually, started with my wife teasing us about breaking our glasses. So he broke his glasses. Well, I broke mine first. I went back to my old prescription. He broke his one too, went back to his old glasses. And when I went back to my old prescription, he was just right and I remembered what the optician said the last time I was there for a test she said to me your eyes are getting better she said what I'm seeing here is much milder than what you're currently putting on and I'm like oh that's great so I ordered the new prescription 
And it turned out to be that the new prescription matches the old. And I'm like, wow, that is awesome. So feel free to break the one that is not right anymore. I wasn't intending to, but it broke. But the reason why I brought that up today is because sometimes we don't need a new perspective. We just need to go back to the old perspectives we used to have before we were intimidated by the enemy. Do you know one of the things that we have learned about dogs is that dogs do not see in color. Colors usually represent the intensities of our various experiences. And that is the reason why many of us growing up, we had faith in God. Growing up, we had confidence that we can do all things. We were confident that we can slay giants. We were certain in our hearts that our dreams would be fulfilled. But as the world gave us its own palettes of disappointment, guess what? We became intimidated by the world. And the Lord is saying, you need to get your dog vision on again, wherein you see not in colors of disappointment not in sizes of intimidation but you see the true objects in the nature that god intends for you to see them in you know i've shared this experience with us before and this revelation about the man in the bible called caleb caleb his name literally means a dog and when everybody else but joshua was intimidated because the people that were about to fight were giants caleb was like i don't know what you're talking about he says, we're able to defeat these people. The 10 other spies said, no, we are like grasshoppers in their sight. But if you know anything about dogs, dogs don't see size. The littlest chihuahua in the room thinks he can take on the biggest beast. No matter how big that Labrador is, he thinks they're mates. And that is something that we can borrow from their story. And the Lord's been saying that to me repeatedly. So before I get into the teaching about the Holy Spirit, I want to quickly drop that with us because once we get into the teaching of the Holy Spirit, I intend to close out on that with another time of ministry to everybody who is interested in getting more of an infilling. So come with me to the book of Numbers chapter 13. The book of Numbers chapter 13. The Lord said to me, there was a time in this world wherein the smallest clans of people, the minutest units of people, the smallest tribes of people were not afraid to take on the tyrants of their times. They are not afraid to stand by the oppressed and, def and, 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 and withstand and even overcome the oppressor. We've read stories. Even if you limit your history to what is written in the 66 books in your hands, you will find times wherein God will take 300 men and smash armies of hundreds of thousands of people. There were only a handful of men in the army of Israel that defeated the army that came from Northern Africa of a million people. Remember that guy, what's his name again? His name starts with an X. Um, they depicted him as a giant in the movie 300. Xerxes. The army of Xerxes was an army that recruited across the land of Mali. Spanning from Ethiopia to Sudan to the Bight of Boni. They took everybody that they could take. The largest army the world had ever seen. An army of a million people and they were crushed by only a minority of courageous men. And let me tell you something. The blow that was dealt on Xerxes has yet to be recovered till today. 
Many settlements across Africa who are struggling politically and struggling economically struggle so because the fathers were slain in their numbers. History tells us that many of the people that were recruited into the army of Xerxes were actually farmers. They were artisans. They were scholars. They were authors of books. They were monument builders. And yet because of the fact that he chose intimidation, he gathered every one of those people. Even women were part of the army of Xerxes and they disguised them as soldiers because he was operating based on what based on intimidation go and study about the army of Xerxes it was an army that was pitted to the world as one that cannot bleed even though it constituted people that were not soldiers and they never recovered because they lost their builders they lost their historians they lost their poets they lost every one of the people that could have helped them to fulfill destiny because they chose intimidation rather than doing the will of God but guess what? The ones who wanted to intimidate ended up getting crushed by the ones who had courage and confidence in God. No matter how big the system has become, we are able to bring it down to its knees. Why is the system so desperately trying to get us to bow? Because in the game of life, somebody has to do the bowing. And so if you don't make them bow, they will make you bow and that is the reason why each and every one of us need to know that no matter how little you think you are you are able to slay giants still because the one that is in you is greater than the one that is in the world numbers chapter 13 let me say this again the holy spirit says you're not done you didn't say it all let me tell you something it doesn't matter how big the conspiracy in our government has become it doesn't matter how big the scheme for, for famine and for inflation has gotten in our economy. It doesn't matter how many people or how much of a hijacking has gone on in our farming and industries. We see the plots of the wicked ones to take that which belongs to us and not only sell it back to us but use it to enslave us. It doesn't matter how long they have been planning and plotting. It doesn't matter how many people they have in their pockets and how much money they have to spend. It doesn't matter how much gold they're sharing with the ones that are bowing to their conspiracy. I can tell you one thing for sure. Faith in the heart of one believer is enough to shatter and army of intimidators and that is the reason why you and I just need to know and be reminded who we are we need to take off the glasses of today and put on the glasses of yesterday when we truly believe that we can take the land Many of us sitting here today are from tribes and settlements of people who 1,000 years ago made a commitment that they would rather die than be enslaved, that they would rather die than be intimidated. But look at us today. We have so much been diluted by the conveniences of this world that none of us wants to stake our necks for anything that we believe in anymore. Amen. We would rather just take the little piece meal they give to us and be happy. But let me tell you something. A man defines happiness not as the abundance of pleasures he says but it is the presence of peace as long as we have been intimidated we are not at peace we are loaded with pleasure pleasures all day long i'm gonna say that and i'm just, I'm just gonna say this very quickly i know that this might be this might take a few minutes but i know that it is important and we're going to read actually let's read numbers 13 verse 30 so that we can wrap up that one then before i move to the next one we are already in the metaverse let me say that again we are already in a metaverse whatever the world is showing you 
is already behind you. And why do they do that? You see, if we keep moving forward, the Lord is waiting to receive us. If we keep moving forward, the Lord is what? Waiting to receive us because he is the first and the last. Our journey started in him and it will end where? In him. Because he is the author and the finisher of our faith. But the world does not want us to move forward. They want us to move backwards. So they show us the things that are already behind us so that we can run back into the past. So all of what they're showing us today that is the future is essentially the past. Let me prove to you very quickly that you are already in the metaverse. Thousands of years ago when people fought, they fought with swords and spears. It was physical. And then the weapons started to be less physical. They became more magical. Such that I can stand at a distance and shoot at someone who may not even be looking. You understand what I mean? I can shoot at somebody who may not even be looking. But somehow because the, the gun is in my hand and the noise is coming from my direction, people still know that it is me. So little by little, the opposition is becoming more of a coward. Using weapons that will distance them from you because they're increasingly afraid of you. So we went from that to, st we started shooting missiles across the world. And then we went from that to biological weapons that you inject in people's, body and people's bodies and they don't see you coming. Because of the fact that what we're seeing is the world that we're living is desperately trying to elevate the battle into the realm of the spirit because it is a spiritual warfare. Not everyone that is in the army of Satan has the ability for a physical manifestation. Demons do not have the ability for a physical manifestation. So that is the reason why they look for beings, animals, and people that they can possess. So imagine what can happen if they can take the battle from the physical into the spiritual. Into the virtual. Into the super empirical. The moment they can do that, then they think that they can overpower us. They want to take the battle where? Into the unseen. So we've gone from being able to look each other in the eye and, and, and strangle each other if we can to looking each other in the eye and using swords the distance keeps getting wider and wider and then standing across the pond and using guns and then standing across the edge of the world and using missiles now standing in the hole of the ground and releasing chemicals to poison the ones that are on the surface the gap keeps getting wider and wider until we are so far from the physical that we're now in the realm of the spirit and then the enemy is waiting to say gotcha we are already in the metaverse because now the battle has gone beyond biological and chemical. The battle is now what? Information. And information is not physical. Information is spiritual because information constitutes what? Words. And Jesus says the words that I speak to you, they are spirit and they are life. And so the moment it gets to the place we're in. Now, now let me say this because of the fact that words are sometimes, I say sometimes because in reality it is sometimes, but in our current mindset or with our current mindset, we think it's always. Words do not always have sounds. Sound is physical. I've done two things just now. 
clapped my hands, which is a physical engagement, but also producing a sound that is physical even though you can't see it. There are physical things that you cannot see. Heat is physical. I can come in here and hold a blow torch. You can see the fire, but what you feel is the heat. It is also physical, right? And so what we're experiencing in the world today is that many of us associate words with physical sounds, but it is not every word that is physical. And not every word that is spoken has a sound. Just like I told you that I read the book of First Samuel to Ariel. And we read about how Hannah prayed before the Lord. Her mouth moved, but the Bible says there was no sound. And yet, when she gave birth to the child, the child was called Samuel, which means the Lord has heard. Now, let me put this in perspective. Okay, in case you forgot, who, who was the witness to what was going on? It was who? Eli. Eli was partially blind. So it wasn't like Eli from a distance. Because at the time, Eli's sons were not present. So the only person that was in the temple that could have kept the fire because there was an... Let me not use the word eternal fire because of all the cult implications. You know, People have labeled me a new ager, a cultist. Because I'm breaking down the truth of the things that cultists and new agers are trying to use to oppress God's people, my brothers and sisters. And when I expose the truth, they're like, oh, you must be one of them. No, I am not one of them. I am before them because Jesus says before Abraham was, I am. <laughs> so that is the truth of the matter. But you see, I still don't use certain words because of the people who are yet to get a good grasp of where we're coming from. You know, because they are cause they believe in the eternal fire. Where did they get the concept of eternal fire from? There is a fire in the presence of God that burns continually. And that was why when God gave Moses the blueprint of the tabernacle in the wilderness, which ended up morphing into the temple, they always kept fire burning in the presence of the Lord. Even when Samuel was a child, it was, his night, it was while he was on the night shift to keep the fire burning that he heard the voice of God. Because the Bible says he was closed by the ark. And what was he doing by the ark? He was keeping the fire going. And so because Eli's sons were not present on the day, they were negotiating with the enemy to compromise the tribe of Israel. Only Eli was there. So Eli was on the other side of the altar, attending to the fire, a man that was partially blind. How did he see? How, or the question is, how did he see and hear? Hannah, whose mouth was barely moving without a sound. It is because words don't always carry sounds. The Bible says that this man who was partially blind fiddled his way through and found the woman and said to the woman, what is it that is going on here? You appear drunk to me. And the woman said, well, I am here before the Lord with a petition. While she was yet speaking, he said to her, the Lord has heard you. You may now go. Let me tell you something words are spiritual we're on, the, we're on the cusp of a transition and that is the reason why we need to get this the words of the information that is being communicated to us still has a sound for the most part but the enemy is getting ready to speak to us with words that we cannot audibly hear but our spirits and our minds will pick up on I would in fact take my time to explain this one because the battle is morphing and you need to be able to morph with the battle. 
Jesus said, I mean, the Bible says one thing, that do not be ignorant of the devices of Satan. A friend of mine was part of an experiment by the government of his nation many years ago, and the experiment had to do with being able to communicate with people with words that are not spoken, without sound, mind control. Wherein they are sending signals directly to your mind because the sorcerers and the descendants of the sorcerers have figured out ways to use technology, quote unquote, to actually continue the legacy of their sorcerer fathers. Let me say that again. You see those sorcerers that you read about, the magicians of old, they didn't completely die out. Because it is not the will of God for them to die out. The will of God is that they will continue so that you and I can see them receive their judgment before the Lord. So their children are with us today. In the name of technology, they are perpetrating the witchcraft and the sorcery of their fathers. And so this man was part of the experiment, but the Lord broke him out of it. And when the Lord broke him out of it, one day he came to see me. And he said to me, he said, man of God, he says, I'm about to share certain things with you. He said, well, you have to put your phone away, put your watch away, whatever it is that is on you that could have a chip set in it, put it away and let's go for a walk. And while we went for a walk, he said to me, he says, the Lord has delivered me from, he said, but I didn't know how he did it. He says, but now I know how. He said, one of our brothers that the Lord is raising up to be a teacher, not only did God deliver him from mind control games and schemes Guess what also happened? The Lord showed him exactly how he did it. And he told me, he says the secret. I said, let me stop you right there. I said, I just was led by the Lord before you came to go watch a video on YouTube. And the woman said exactly what you have just said and said the secret is in speaking in tongues. This man broke down completely he said because that is what i came to tell you he says what the way the lord delivered me was someone ministered the holy spirit to me and every time i speak in tongues i scramble the signal of the enemy now speaking in tongues is two-dimensional i can speak in tongues with a sound that is preliminary. That is when you're getting ready. The moment you get to the level where you're supposed to be, words are coming out, but no sounds. The Bible says in Romans chapter 8, verse 26, that my wife read, that likewise, and I've thought about this before, I've told you the reason why the Bible says likewise. There were certain series of things that Apostle Paul was breaking down. So go and watch the video. You can get it, get a full grasp of it. But let's continue from where it says likewise. He says likewise, the Spirit helps us in all our infirmities. For we do not know what we should pray for as we ought. But the Holy Spirit makes intercessions for us with groanings that have no sound. He says groanings that can't be uttered. The word utter has to do with, it is an onomatopoeic word in origin, which means it originates from the way that it sounds. Ta, 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 ta. When someone thing is making a sound, you say it is utter, uttering. That is the root of that word. And so he's talking about that words that are not making, ta, 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 they're not making sounds, but they are being heard by God. And see, when you're speaking to God, the Bible says he who speaks in tongues speaks mysteries unto God. And because God is faithful, he speaks mysteries back to you. And so when the enemy is 
putting out information that has a sound that can be conflicting sounds within you and you build a resistance and that is the reason why the enemy is moving beyond sounds that you can hear to waves that can just penetrate your mind and that is what this current agenda is about they want to be able to speak to you while you sleep while you wake while you eat while you walk they want to be able to communicate to you and control you even without you knowing and that is the reason why it's been prophesied and it is called the zombie apocalypse people are being controlled now and they don't even know why they do what they do the sounds don't make sense but the actions are revealing the deception and that is the reason why there's a lot of conflicting sounds that are going on because God wants you to know that we have moved beyond sounds and we are now fighting a truly spiritual warfare. Welcome to the metaverse, ladies and gentlemen. We are no longer in the physical world as much as we would love to be. We are now in a virtual reality world that the Bible calls the realm of the spirit. How will you safeguard your heart from the confusion that the enemy is sending? I understand they're using radio technology to do it, but it is still words that cannot be uttered. If the Holy Spirit is helping you in all your infirmities and the devil wants to hurt you with all infirmities, he has to do it the way the Holy Spirit does it. He also has to use words that cannot be uttered. Let me tell you something without fear of compromise. I know for a fact that this is what the enemy is doing, but we are more than conquerors. Let me break something down to you very quickly and we're going to close. <laughs> My wife read Jude chapter 1 verse 20. Jude has only one chapter. And so I always say Jude 20. And, the, and one time somebody was really looking for Jude chapter 20. <laughs> and they were asking me what verse? I said Jude 20. Hey, 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 what verse? And I'm like if you can find Jude chapter 20 I'll tell you the verse. <laughs> Jude has only one chapter. And Jude 20 is an interesting verse of scripture. He says, building up yourself on your most holy faith, praying in the Holy Ghost. How do you build yourself on your most holy faith? Let us start with what is faith. The Bible says faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. So if you hearing the word of God is faith, right? then it is possible for the enemy to intercept and to corrupt what you hear. So if the enemy can pollute what you hear, guess what? Then he dilutes and compromises your faith. Let me say that again. Faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. So let me tell you what Satan does. Satan in his approach tries to corrupt what you hear. So that he can corrupt your faith. Jesus says, when I return, will I find faith on the earth? He says, I hope so. Do you know why Jesus said that? Because he knew that by the time he returns, there would have been CNN. There would have been NBC. There would have been ABC. There would have been CBC. And all of those C's so that you cannot see. Even though they're all coming from the same place that is called the what? The Holy See. Now, I know they're coming to get me, but they won't find me. Because nobody talks about the Holy See, but I will. Because I don't care. And care starts with a C. But in any case, the reason why Jesus says, when I return, will I find faith on the earth, is because he knows that we're going to be conflicted with all manners of information. 
All manners of information that corrupts what we hear. Let me prove to you very quickly because I want you to get the rest of what I'm saying. I've got another four, five, or six things that I want to say. But I want you to get it right. So here is the deal. When Jesus was tempted by Satan, what did Satan go for? Satan says, if truly you are the son of God. Jesus is the son of God. That was the last thing he heard from God. He came out of the water and God says, this is my beloved son. In whom I'm well pleased. And that word that he has received from God. Faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. What did he hear? Remember, faith comes by hearing. And hearing comes by what? The word of God. When you receive the word of God, it energizes your spirit man to be able to hear continuously. So when he heard the voice of the father... Then he started to hear the voice of the Spirit. Because the Bible says as soon as he heard the voice of the Father, then he was led by the Spirit into the wilderness. So he received the word of God and he started to hear. And that was what constituted faith in his heart. Remember that even Jesus had to grow. So don't, don't be thinking that Jesus was born and as soon as he came out of Mary, he was full of faith. No, the Bible says the child Jesus grew and he waxed strong in spirit having favor with God and with men. So he had to grow. And so that was the time wherein faith for miracles distilled in the Lord Jesus when he received the word that gave him the ability for hearing and Satan knew that his kingdom was doomed if Jesus continues to maintain a clear word from God. So what did he do? He attacked the word that came into Jesus, which is this is my son. So he says, if you are the son of God. And remember what I taught you here. The way to eat, the easiest way to pollute the word of God is to question it. If God says, you are my son. And you're like, mm, if I am the son of God, perhaps I am the son of God. What if I am not the son of God? And so because he came in and he wanted to pollute the word of God in his heart, we know that that is his strategy. When he tempted Adam and Eve, what did he say to them? He says, as he really said, as he really said that you can, yes, he has said that I must not eat of it, period. When you stop putting question marks where God has placed a period, your life moves forward. That is focus. Jesus said, let your eye be single and your entire body will be full of light. But if you're taking in the word of God and you're taking in the light of the enemy, then you are confused and the light in you, Jesus says, becomes darkness and the darkness becomes deep. He says, how deep is that darkness? So this is what Satan does. He pollutes the word. And once he pollutes the word, your faith is no longer a most holy faith. It is now a contaminated faith. So Jude 20, let's read it again. What does he say? He says, building up yourself on your most holy faith. How? By praying in the Holy Spirit. So how does praying in the Holy Spirit with words that cannot be uttered, how does that become your most holy faith? Because when you're praying in the Holy Spirit, first of all, even if there are sounds coming out of you, they are mysteries unto God. But even if the enemy has a way of scrambling the sound that is coming out of you, guess what? You keep praying till you get to the point wherein you are praying with groanings that cannot 
be uttered. The moment Satan cannot hear what you're saying is going directly into the heart of your father. You have established an encrypted link between you and God. And once you have that encrypted link between you and God, the word of God that is coming into your heart is undiluted, is unstained, untainted by doubt. And once you have the most holy word, what does it become? The most holy faith. That is the perfection of faith. But incidentally, it is also the manner to perfect deception. Because the devil wants to continue to speak to people using sounds that they can, using words that they cannot hear. So that people completely become mindless and subservient to Satan. Are we beginning to see signs of the zombie apocalypse today? You're telling people that this nonsense you're doing doesn't make any sense. And you remember that five years ago, this person still was a little sensible. Now, 10 years ago, this person would not be doing what they're doing today. I know some people that only three years ago, they will question everything based on what they know to be the truth. But right now, they no longer question anything but me. And I'm like, I'm not the problem here. They're like, oh, so why, why are you not wearing two masks? Why are you not taking the jab? I'm like, no, no, no. Why are you taking it? That is the question. Because you're not asking the right questions simply because now you're hearing words that are not making any sound is bypassing your mentality your consciousness is going right into your subconscious to enslave your spirit and you have the guts to question me that the son has set free but none of us is safe without the holy spirit the bible says the holy spirit is our seal until the day of redemption the devil is beaming out his signal and what keeps our heart secure not our bodies we could care less what happens to this facade it's about to go away anyway that was how the other day some people raised an army and came to me and they said oh they were listening to my teachings and they had covid i said okay what does that have to do with anything they said that i said that if they listened to what god was saying through me that they would not have covid i said okay play play back let me hear you they said they can't remember i said no no no, no. i never said that what I said was that the Holy Spirit is our seal unto the day of redemption. It's not a seal for our bodies. It is a, is a seal for our souls. And what he preserves is the righteousness, peace, and joy so that we are not deceived. So you might be the healthiest person in your body, but the most deceived person in your mind, you are lost forever. I would rather have a sealed mind from the deception of the enemy and care less what happens to my physical body because this body is about to go away. Jesus says, I go to prepare new bodies for you. Let's wrap up on this note. In fact, the Holy Spirit said to me, let, let, let them read Jude 20 from their own Bibles so that when they go home, they can go back there. Chapter. <laughs> Chapter 1. The book of Jude is the one right before Revelations. And Jude was, um, was Jesus' family. Physical family. Um, and Jude 20, what does it say? It says, but you beloved, building yourself, yourselves up on your most holy faith. Praying in the Holy Spirit. Praying in the Holy Spirit. 
I'm begging you by the mercies of God, make a commitment, a renewed commitment to pray in the Holy Spirit. You see, because if you don't pray in the Holy Spirit, there is no guarantee for your faith. Jesus, when he comes, he will find faith, but he's not going to find a lot of it. Not my words, his words. He says, will I find faith on the, on the earth? He says, I hope so. Which means the chances are slim, but I know that the Lord will not be disappointed. Will you take a stand to be one of those who prays in the Holy Spirit to the point wherein you're praying with groanings that have no sounds? Wherein you learn how to pray in the Holy Spirit and you know how you get there? You don't get there by reading a book. Don't let anybody lie to you that they can sell you a book that teaches you how to pray with groanings that can't be uttered. It happens only by practice. Paul says we have our senses sharpened by reason of use. If you can't pray in tongues, making sounds for five minutes, forget about getting to that level wherein you're praying with groanings that can't be uttered. You have to get to that point. Aunt Hannah had to get to that point. The Bible says for years she will come and say the same prayer until the time wherein she was not fully in the spirit and words were not coming out anymore because she was diligent and consistent. Even though her body fainted, her spirit continued to pray. That's what Jesus was talking about in Luke chapter 18. He says men ought always to pray and not to faint. The word always there is the key. One day the Holy Spirit broke it down to me. He says what happens always? What happens always? The spirit. The body doesn't happen always. The body is not always consistent. The body is degenerating. But what consistently remains is the spirit. The Bible says, though the outward man perishes, the inward man remains fast. The original translation says remains fast. Which means steadfast, immovable. The translator says it is renewed day by day. Yes, because when something is steadfast, every time you see it, it looks new. <laughs> if something is unchanging every time you see it it looks new because every time everybody goes to bed and they wake up the next day they look a little older than they were sometimes I go to bed and I wake up and then one gray hair is here and I'm like it wasn't there last night <laughs> and then I pluck it out because the Bible says I will cast out demons <laughs> say that again yeah when he's here he's crowned but when he's here I don't know what it is <laughs> Every tree that has not been planted by my father shall be uprooted. <laughs> but I say this very seriously though, that when Jesus says men ought always to pray, the Holy Spirit revealed to me, he says the word always there is talking about the spirit because the spirit is always. So when he says men ought always to pray, it means men must pray in the spirit even though their bodies are faint. Like the body of Anna was faint. Like we were told in Romans 8.26 that we will get to that point. But the Holy Spirit is going to help us. Now, let me show you this very quickly. Isaiah chapter 12 verse 27. Maybe we even read this last week. And it might be 27.12. But let's start from 12.27. It is Isaiah 12. Cannot be 27 because it has only six chapters. So let's go to 27.12. Yes. Isaiah 27, verse 12. What, it, it, what does it say? It says, And it shall come to pass in that day that the Lord will thresh from the channel of the river to the brook of Egypt, and you will be gathered one by one, O children of Israel. 
my mandate to you today, my message to you today is this. What year is this? The year 2022. The Lord has declared over us here at Communion House, and we have witnesses on the other side of the pond, that it is the year of the gathering. This is the year that the Lord gathers his people. We have been separated from the world. We have already been cast out of Egypt to the channels on the outskirts. That's what it says here. He says you will be taken to the brook of Egypt. We're no longer in Egypt. We're now in the brooks. We have been separated. And when separation happens, what follows? The gathering. The wheat will be separated from the tears. And then the tears will be gathered. The waters were separated from the waters. And the waters above were gathered by the firmament and called the heavens. You know, I've explained to us that when there is a separation, there is a gathering. We have seen the separation between the ones who trust in the system and the one who trusts in the Lord. We have seen the separation between the ones who fear for their lives and don't come out physically to meetings like this. And for those of us who cannot care less about a micro own and we come physically to meetings like this, exposing ourselves to one another. Because if we don't do that, how can we embrace one another? We have found strength in vulnerability because in our weakness, the strength of God is made perfect. There has been a separation, no doubt. The question now is, are you ready for the gathering? There is only one condition for the gathering. Or the method, rather, that by which God is going to do the gathering. Brother Bryson, we just read it now. How is the Lord going to gather his people? One by one. He will gather his people one by one. This is the reason why you need to cultivate a relationship with the Holy Spirit. Because your relationship with the Holy Spirit is not just a corporate relationship. It is a personal relationship. That is the reason why my tongue is different from Manuel Lita's tongue. Thank God. Because I don't want to be sounding like that. You see what I mean? Oh yeah. You know why? Because almost every time the Manuel Lita is speaking in tongues, I want to repent. Even though I don't know what I'm repenting of. Such a strong sense of conviction. And I don't want to go around speaking in tongues like that. Because everywhere you go, people are like, oh my God, here he comes again now. I have to repent. Lord, I'm sorry. But we thank God for such a tone of conviction. Because it lets you know that it is by the Holy Spirit. For the Bible says the Holy Spirit convicts the world of sin and the believer of righteousness. Our tongues are different one from the other. I've seen some people that speak in tongues like they're falling asleep. But when you see their results, oh my God, you want to sleep tongue. But every one of those manifestations of the Holy Spirit that we see points out to the fact that it is an individual relationship. Many of us have been moving around with a corporate anointing for too long and the Lord is saying, I am speaking not to the church, but I'm speaking to the churches individually i am communicating to my people one by one if the lord cannot reach you on your cell phone you will miss the gathering this invitation is not going to be put on the wall in the coffee room for everybody to see because the lord is now speaking in mysteries to his people he's a coded message to us as individuals we're just going to show up at the gathering place and we're like how did you know how did you get here do you know that last year Netflix revealed re, they released a movie that really mirrored and pictured the way we're going to be gathered if you haven't seen it it's called the manifest and they opened the TV show with this verse of scripture that says all things work together for good to those who love God and the court according to his purpose how did I get into that TV show nobody told me about it I told you 
Yeah, you're in the spirit. Confirm. I'm praying for you. How did I get into that TV show? I turned on the TV and I saw manifest. But the Holy Spirit said to me, he said, that is the manifestation of the sons of God. I watched the entire TV show and in reality, it was the manifestation of the sons of God. The very last episode, the angels of that movie, they came out and they quoted scriptures pretty much from the beginning of that show to the very end. Now, I know some people cut their Netflix because a year before that movie came out, Netflix was doing some diabolic stuff and people threw away the baby and the bath water. And that was all part of the plan of the enemy so that you don't, you block out some avenues through which God wants to speak to you. They don't pay me. I'm not promoting that you could get a subscription, but I'm just telling you that I found that piece of work and administered to me. When the sons of God in that movie, as they were called, they were called the people of the call. You know, they always had a calling. When they gathered, gathered at the place, you know, they came back to the place where the plane landed. So the place of the ascension is the same. From the Mount of Olives, it will set foot again on the Mount of Olives. When they came to that place, how did they get there? They were wondering, how did you know? Because there was no public notice, but they had a witness within them. God is gathering us one by one. If you don't have a relationship with the Holy Spirit, newsflash, you are likely to miss the gathering because he's speaking to us one by one. He will tell you how to get there because your address is different from mine. Thank you for tuning in and we pray this podcast has blessed you today. For more information about this church, check out www.communion.house. That's www.communion.house. Or follow us on Instagram and Facebook at Communion House. Hungry for more life-giving content? Head over to Communion House on YouTube for a full catalogue, live and on demand. We're honoured to have your audience. Wherever you're tuning in from, thank you and God bless you today.